Mercy and peace be unto you from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I have this item uh, passed out, and I'll be referring to it uh, at the end of the sermon. So, um, just to give you a point of reference. What we've been talking about today already, Bible readings and in songs, is God is being sent by God. First of all, we've got to deal with Jesus Christ. Now, it's interesting that the little heading there in the, the bulletin talked about, for the first, first reading, said, the chosen one of the Lord. Now, I dare not talk about that in a political context today because I'd get criticized. Anyway, but Jesus Christ is God's chosen one. Sent into this world to accomplish the salvation of the world. And we're going, why is that necessary? Well, have you looked at the world lately? It's a mess. And if you studied any world history at all, world civ and civilization in college, that kind of thing, you realize that the world's been in a mess for a long, long time. Somebody did a study a few years ago and said, what's the longest stretch of time, any place in the world, that there was not some kind of war or conflict going on? And the scholars found there was a period of about 23 years, a couple thousand years ago, where people were not fighting people someplace in the world. Along with floods and hurricanes and droughts, earthquakes, the world's a mess, especially spiritually. Do we believe what's in that confession of sins? That our relationship with God from the very beginning of our life is messed up? That we automatically, as human beings, do not want to obey God, want to rebel against Him. We're stubborn in terms of following His instructions, His will for us. That we stand under His judgment. If, in fact, God made us, He has a right to say, you need to live my way. And if you don't, you're in trouble. And we're in trouble. And so he needs to send his son. We know him as Jesus. He needs to send his son into this world to obey his father's law perfectly, to take our sin upon himself, to be the scapegoat, be the sacrificial lamb for us. Because we can I don't know, I don't understand this great inflation where you can get an A+, plus, where you can get 110%, where you can have a, a, a grade point average that's higher than 4.0, okay? I grew up in the old days when that was the best you could get. And now they keep saying, no, you can do more and more and more. Now, logically, you can't. You either get 100% or else you don't, you know, you can't go beyond 100%. Now... God says, you need to obey me 100% of the time and 100% of everything. And if you don't, you're in trouble. And we're in trouble. We can't be perfect all the time. 
God says over and over again, be holy as the Lord your God is holy. We can't do that by ourselves. We need help. We need Jesus. And here he comes. This is my son with whom I am well pleased. He is going to accomplish the salvation of the world. He's going to be the sacrifice that satisfies God's wrath, God's demand for perfection, and God is going to look at him and what he accomplished and say, you human beings are declared innocent, holy, forgiven because of my son. That's about as simple as it gets. Jesus sent by his father into this world to rescue us, to save us, to redeem us, to forgive us. However you want to put it. We can't do it by, we can't do it by ourselves. We need him. We need him even if we don't admit that we need help. You ever run across somebody who's in trouble? And you say, why didn't you ask for help earlier? Well, I didn't think I needed it. Ooh. Yes, you did. And help was available. How about us? We need help. And it's available. So let's just ask for it. Nah, we're too stubborn. We don't need God. We exercise the, I don't know if you call it a sin of procrastination. It's something I, I, I've worked on to try, to try to develop into a fine art. Postpone it as long as possible. Procrastination. It's a coping mechanism, you realize? I'll get right with God. I'll get involved in that religious stuff. I'll come, I'll come, I'll deal with that later on. When? When you're old and gray? When your business is going well? When you have more time? When are you going to deal with it? Huh. Can we guarantee that we're going to be alive tomorrow? Not if you drive 205, okay? But can you agree, can you guarantee you're going to be alive tomorrow? No. Now is the day of salvation. Today, today, we get right with God. We come to him and say, Lord, be merciful to me. Don't condemn me. Don't damn me to hell. Don't, just forgive me, please. Accept me, even though I am filled with sin. But we don't want to do that because we think we can run our own life, run it the way we want to. But sin kills. Then disobedience is sin in God's sight. And so we need, we need God. We need the one whom he sent, Jesus Christ. And now, 
knowing that, we in turn are sent. We have experienced God's mercy and God's grace, and we have come before him, and we have experienced him changing us and accepting us and loving us. Now, Lord, what can I do to express my gratitude? What can I do to express my love for you? Because you have loved me and rescued me and gave me, and given me life without end. Now, he sends us. He sends us to others, into our world, with God's truth, with hope and forgiveness and light. So, we look at the world. And as I consider all the issues that are listed there in the daily newspaper, I'm going, I can't do a whole lot all by myself about earthquakes and wildfires and flooding. I can't do a whole lot about climate change and homelessness and rumors of war and the I-5 bridge and drug abuse and suicide in the schools. I can't do a whole lot all by myself about those issues that concern me. But what I can do is that I can live my faith. I can express my faith. I can share my faith. I can let others know that my life is different because I believe in Jesus. Because I know his forgiveness and love. And my life is different because of that. It is better. I have hope. I have joy. Some people think, uh, think that Christians just sort of sail through just to ignore all the pain and suffering and just sort of blissfully glide through life. No, 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 no. Look around you. You, you. you don't have to know a whole lot about this congregation to realize that the individuals that make up this congregation that are sitting in this place today have experienced a whole lot of heartache and grief and disappointment and pain. Because we're human beings. But we've also found that Jesus Christ comes into our lives and gives us the courage and encouragement that we need. The long-suffering, the patience, the strength, the fortitude, the acceptance, the forgiveness that we need. So... We need to look at our use of time and money and abilities and opportunities. We need to find encouragement in making godly decisions. And we need guidance as we come with God to face our life. So, very quickly, this form. I encourage you to read it. I encourage you to sign it. You can date it if you want to. Don't give it back to me, okay? This is for you, if you so choose, to hang on to. 
and to pull out of your Bible or your nightstand sometime and take a look at it occasionally. Here's some basics in terms of we who are Christian. The motivation is right there because we love Jesus, because we are grateful for what he's done for us. We in turn will live this way. Maybe not everything suits you. Maybe you'd like to be more consistent and more regular in Bible study or worship or whatever else these items cover. But it's a place to start. It's a place to stimulate some thinking, some evaluation of our relationship with God. Are we in fact committed to sharing our faith, sharing our money, sharing our time, sharing ourselves with others? Are we in fact committed to sticking close to Jesus, learning more about him day by day? Someone wanna ask me, just gone through adult instruction and I'd use the Bible and I'd use the small catechism and I said, okay, you know, you, you, you know We've talked about the things you need to know in order to join the church. He said, okay, fine, fine, that's great. Now he said, is there is there something else? You know, like, like secret handshaker or something like that? And I go, no, 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 no. There's no other book, no other code of, of conduct, nothing else. It's the Bible, and it's right there for you. There's nothing secret, nothing... No hidden codes. It's right there. That Jesus loves you and he died on the cross for you. And when you die, you're going to live with him forever. It's just out there. Really simple. Challenging. In a sense, mind-boggling, but it's right there. Nothing fancy, nothing complicated. Do you love Jesus? And when you know that you love Jesus, you will know that he sends you to others. Because somebody else needs you needs your witness, your caring, your support, your encouragement. You may not realize that. Have you ever witnessed from a, from a hospital bed? It's happened to me more than once that I've gone into, you know, well, like a nursing home. Nowadays, they've got private rooms in the hospitals. In the old days, they had five, six guys. Oh, that got to be fun. But anyway, I go into a nursing home. There are a couple of beds there. And I'm talking to the person I've come to see, having a little devotion. And a voice from the other bed says, thank you. I'm glad you came here to tell us about Jesus. I'm going, who are you? But sometimes it happens. All of a sudden we realize that there is somebody else who, whom we don't even know is responding to us and what we're saying about Jesus.
And more than once I've had a good exchange with this other person who is not Lutheran, but certainly Christian, and on fire for the Lord and said, yes, I've had lots of pain and lots of medical complications in my life, but I keep experiencing God's love as he surrounds me with his goodness. How about that? Encouragement for me from an unexpected source. And maybe you are that source of encouragement or love or support for somebody else. When you're open to those possibilities, God will provide opportunities for you to share the good news of God's love. Because like Jesus was sent into the world to save us, we are sent into our world with the good news of Jesus Christ. You ready? I'll warn you, it's an adventure. It gets uncomfortable sometimes. It's mind-boggling. You'll come to the end of the day and say, what happened to me? I'm in Walmart the other day. And I had two conversations in the middle of Walmart talking about church and Jesus Christ. I didn't go there to do that. I went there to pick up some kitty litter or something. Okay. But God said, here you are. And here's this other person who needs you. Okay, Lord. Where are you going to be when he taps you on the shoulder and says, guess what? I need you in that person's life. He provides. And we trust him. Because we love him. And we are sent by him. Amen. Now may the peace of God which passes all understanding keep our hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen.